When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Those f***ing friends are back with more dating advice. This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, uh, we're doing Again by Janet Jackson. To be clear, and, we're doing um, it for the first time. That's right. Yes. Actually, we're not our doing first, it again. Actually, our first Janet Jackson song. Again for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, audience at home, get ready for 50 more of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you ain't heard the last of that, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but Michael, uh, tell us the story of this story song. I will. Um, there's a woman, we'll call her Janet, uh, and she hears from a friend that someone she used to be in love with is back in town. I guess that person left at some point. Um, and she kind of narrates for us, the listeners at home, her journey uh, as she goes to see him, both like physically goes to see him and her emotional journey. Uh, and through that, she warns herself not to fall in love with him again because she was hurt the first time. And then she sees him and then she falls in love. Oh. Wait for it. Again. Oh, that, like the name. Like yeah. the name yeah, of yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right, sometimes okay. you get a song that just tells the story, <laughs> a <Yeah>. title. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original title of the song. Is I'm not screwing around. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Straight up, I'm just going to tell you what's happening. You figure this out. <laughs> I heard from a friend today, and she said you were in town. Suddenly, the memories came to me in my mind. How can I be strong? So before we get started, mm. I just want to bring up something uh, related to the song, which is, and you guys hopefully will remember this, this has a very memorable music video. Yes. Yes. Um, and the, the one question I wanted to ask about it was, <laughs> in, the, in the world of the music video, not in real life, because uh-huh. I'm sure that, that guy is just some random model or whatever. But in the world of the music video, do you think that those two ended up having kids? Because I got to tell you, 
Those are going to be some good looking children. Oh, beautiful <laughs> those children. Two. Beautiful those children. Two. Those <laughs> are literally two of the best looking people I've ever seen yeah. together <laughs> in, in a room. Like unbelievable. Like I yeah. kind of felt like like I kind of felt like we had to go back in time and start a petition for like this has to happen. Like you guys we got <laughs> we just got to see what it looks like. You know what I mean when it comes out because oh my god. What uh, was two smoking hotties? Dan uh, Dan gets a gets into a DeLorean, goes back, <laughs> and just says, "I I know you guys probably aren't in a relationship, but you right. really, for the sake of the world, <laughs> for the sake of the aesthetic of the world, you two guys, need to have children." Right. I look, guys. Where I come from, it's bad right now. Okay, <laughs> we've had a bad year, and I just feel like where we went wrong was maybe. Your beautiful child could be the savior we've been looking for. That's all I'm saying. Oh my that's gosh! All I'm saying. Imagine if that's that was that would have been the tipping point, and then it's right. then it's like complete utopia. <laughs> yeah, I come Flying out and there's like cars and all this stuff. <laughs> all right, let's start here at the top. Um, Janet says to us, the listener, "I heard from a friend today. She said you were in town. Suddenly." The memories came back into my mind. Um, I'm going to stop there because I'm going to ask the question that we're all thinking in our minds, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, who are these friends? <laughs> how, how does this keep happening? Is this, a th- is this a phenomenon that I am not aware of? Like, Are people constantly going to their friends and telling them things about their love life that they don't know? I... Why does the friend know he's back in town and Janet <laughs> doesn't know? You know, I don't, what, I'm, you know like, what I'm saying? Is this exclusive to, not to get into the story song expanded universe just yet, but yeah. is this exclusive to this universe? Like, I, I right. feel like this is not something that friends necessarily do that often. Mm-hmm. Like, get that involved in in somebody's romantic life to the point where it's like your your ex the, the one who broke your heart is back in town right but i, I mean think- like what all you guys do is tell everybody in a 50 mile radius to swipe left on my profile <laughs> so that i get yeah. literally no matches that's right? right that's, that's what right. you do right as a goof you do that yep. that's the only explanation <laughs> uh, it's we're called we're town we're modern day town criers yeah, yeah. okay just that makes saying, me feel swipe better swipe left on michael <laughs> dong swipe left on michael that, that makes me feel what, a lot better i don't know what accent that was that was haunting ebenezer scrooge <laughs> the accent you were doing it is a li- i mean it's a lit- it's obviously a literary device mm. i mean you hear the it, town crier it ha- yes the town crier no this this friends giving you the you know sure uh, giving you news. It, I mean, it happens in TV shows and, uh, you know, movies all the time where the right. sassy best friend comes over and says, you won't believe who I saw like, <laughs> downtown today. <laughs> and then she says something quippy and then she leaves. Right. <laughs> Never to be heard from again. It's like, it's not your story, friend. <laughs> That's right. Until the end where she goes, I told you, girl. Um, some crap like that. Uh, but I, or it doesn't work out, and they're sitting in a diner, like over a cheesecake. Like, sorry, right. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have told you. Yeah, but but I do think that these these friends have nothing better to do. <laughs> That's true. Nothing better to do. Yeah, again, <laughs> she, she has been waiting for this guy to get back into town <laughs> just so she could talk to, to her about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like like let's say it was me, right? Sure. Like I I'm the friend, right? 
Um, and then I'm like, oh, look, there's Janet's old boyfriend. I guess he's back in town. Well, anyway, I got I got other things to do today, so I'm just gonna go <laughs> on with my life, and yep. uh, probably within 30 seconds, I've completely forgotten sure. about it. No, um, and then say- like three months later, oh, did I tell you? Oh, who I saw? I forgot to mention. No big deal. Uh, the hottest man who's ever lived. I saw him. You know, your old boyfriend. You know what I'm talking about. I don't know his name. The guy with the eyes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. But I-, I will say this. I do think that it might be that he didn't really want her to know that he was in town yet. Mm-hmm. And the friend bumped into him and she said, oh, hi. And so it might not be that that's, it might not be just that she didn't know that he was back in town. It might be that he was trying to not let her know that he was back in town. And this friend just spilled the beans. And she said, he wanted me to tell you something. He said something seemed important. Oh, don't tell Janet I'm here. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's right. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Do you think, like, is this a, like, one-horse town where people are literally running into each other? Like, do you think when the friend says, like, he's back in town, um, did she literally run into him in the Rite Aid? Or did she know this somehow? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, like, did the boyfriend, is the boyfriend, like, putting out feelers? Like, I don't want to talk to Janet directly. Oh, maybe. If I talk to the friend, then maybe the friend will tell Janet, and we'll see if, like, we can get this connection. Maybe it's the night before Thanksgiving and just everybody's back in town. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They're at the local bar. The old, the old bar. But she's like, I, I, I heard you're back in town. He's like, yeah, I went on vacation for a week. (laughs) You knew I I was coming back. I do think that's a good point. I do like that (laughs) idea that he maybe even sought out this friend and was like, Hey, Peggy, I'm back in town. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't tell Janet, but if Janet, if you if you want to tell Janet I'm back in town, right. that's that's fine. But I mean, I, you don't have to. Uh, no you big don't deal. have to. Whatever you want to do. Right. <laughs> this is it's Peggy's story right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm putting this in Peggy's court. <laughs> so. Peggy matchmaker. Um, <laughs> so suddenly the memories came back to me in my mind. I just like the way that's phrase because it sounds like literally she like took the memories and like stuck them back into her head you know what i mean um but uh how can i be strong i've asked myself time and time i've said that i'll never fall in love with you again that listen you know i mean that line is a is a Chekhov's gun like that (laughs) that puppy is going off by the end of this song you know oh yeah yeah i mean it how floored would you be if this song ended with "And I never fell in love with you again"? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Janet, I'm, you did it!" The original title was "Good job, Janet." I'm so proud I kept that promise to myself. <laughs> but I mean, the music video ends up like a Mentos commercial. <laughs> She's just so proud. Um. Yeah, and then, um, well, because the thing too is, she doesn't say I didn't. I I promised I'd never see you again, or right. like I promised I wouldn't sleep with you, or whatever. It's like I'd never fall in love with you again, right? I mean, so she's like, I, you know, again, because usually, like, I don't think you're too worried about falling back in love with your ex, right. or you're really more of just kind of like 
sliding back into them just out of like convenience or you know whatever yeah um but it's just funny how she's like i i have to make sure like sure we can sleep together we can hang out like we can date for a couple of years i just i can't fall in love with (laughs) you again you know what i'm saying um I mean, we're even still together. I'm just not in love with you anymore. That's the thing. Well, I'm I'm picturing this like a play. Like mm-hmm. the the friend walks in and says that he's back in town and like literally lights off spotlight on Janet and the memories come back to her in her mind. Oh yes. And then she just starts talking to herself, How can I be strong? There's yes. this is like mm-hmm. a whole aside. This is this is a big dramatic moment. And the friend's right. like, I'm I'm still here. <laughs> I can we talk this through. You just want to talk to yourself. Okay. So she's obviously, I mean, she's asked herself this. So do you think that she's put him out of her mind until this moment? Or or do you think that she just continuously has this conversation with herself? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's the only conversation she has. I don't no, think but, she, but, but I, I do think, I mean, she says time and time I've said that I'll never fall in love with you again. Like, right. So I, I think this is... Every now and then, something triggers a memory. Maybe she has the memory of a goldfish. And so (laughs) the memories keep coming back into her mind. And she's like, oh, that's right. I keep having this conversation with myself. I Time and time again, I keep saying, I'll never fall in love with you again. Also, where'd that castle come from? (laughs) A wounded heart you gave, my soul you took away. part of the song where she starts doing a kind of half-hearted Yoda impression because um, <laughs> she says a wounded heart you gave right which I I mean obviously what she's saying is you you know you caused me to have a wounded heart but it's a weird way to say it yeah um, then this is the part this shocked me I had no idea but this is the part was revealed that he's some sort of a vampire because he said my soul <laughs> she says my soul you took away um wow rough rough that she ha- her soul has been stolen uh by this clearly this some sort of like succubus monster um <laughs> this is the day that janet fell in love with the man without a reflection <laughs> sure. uh so okay so a wounded heart you gave he sleeps my all soul, day That's my right. soul you took away Good intentions, you had many. What is why is it written backwards <laughs> like this? Uh good intentions you had many. I know you did. Uh I've come from a place that hurts, and God knows how I've cried, and I never want to return, never fall again. Wow. That's so poetic and has a mm. sense of justice to it. <laughs> it's almost like there's a poetic justice to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> but it is very it's it's um it's very flowery. But the interesting thing about this, the second line where she says good intentions you had many, I know you did. It's she's she's having she's sort of letting him off the hook. Yeah. Right? right. Saying like, well, it just didn't work. I'm the person who I was hurt and you know, you. I gave you my heart and soul, and you took it away into your chamber, 
where I think you feed off of souls. But you had good intentions. You're a good in, you're a you're a vampire with good intentions. But I know, but but it is that line is really interesting. I never really knew what the lyrics to the song was was. I just was like, never found it. You know, I liked the melody. Yeah. Um so the good intentions line really threw me for a loop. Because it seems like it's out of the blue. Because clearly he broke her heart. No, but I mean, the point is that he left. And I think that's all it was. I think the hurt comes from the fact that she was deeply in love with this person and he wasn't there um, all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I mean, she also says he had many good intentions, not all good intentions. So it could be that it, it could be her way of saying we had good times. You're not a terrible person, but you just screwed up. And... That's why we're at where we're at. And we don't know that they necessarily broke up because he left town. They could have right. broken up and then like a year later he moved away. That's what I'm saying. And like, now she finally doesn't have to see him and now he's back and now right, she does right, have to right, see right. him. Yeah. What's great about these lines though is it, it sort of works. It, it, it's it's a, a smaller version of the song where she is going back and forth between forgiving him and still being hurt by him. Right. Like mm-hmm. good intentions you have many, but I'm never going to fall in love with you again. Right. Right. She yeah. never wants to return to that to the relationship. Yeah. Or the place where she hurt. Yeah, which is the relationship. Sure. Can I offer another theory? Uh absolutely not. Offers are closed. Thank you so <laughs> okay. much though. Thank you. All right, let's move Thank on. Thank you so if much. If it's vampire related, I'll hear it. If you want to come wanna to say, if you want to come to next week's forum, mm, mm, you can mm. ask your question then. I just want to say I appreciate the honest and straightforward answers uh, <laughs> that I'm getting from you guys. So thank you. Uh, no, my theory was just going to be like, you know, was he finally just like, look, Janet, I love you more than anything on earth, but you're not going to be the new voice of Yoda. I just and the constant. <laughs> The constant practicing. I know you have the talking backwards down, Pat, but otherwise, look, Frank Oz has got that sewed up. It is 1993, uh, and he's doing fine. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. You're not going to wrest the part away from him. I mean, apparently, uh, there is no try to have good intentions, many. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's like, wow, that's hard. That's hard to do. <laughs> you know what? Bravo. Bravo to you, Janet. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Uh, cut to seven years later when he goes to see the movie. He goes to see the, the first prequel. And he's in the theater and it's just like voice of Yoda, Janet Jackson. He's like, she did it. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be dipped. She did it. I can't believe it. Uh, she showed me. <laughs> Showed me she did. See, yeah. I'm trying. I'm, oh, trying. No, I'm, I'm trying. I'm no Janet Jackson. I'm no Janet I'm try- Jackson. Janet, I'm trying to meet you halfway here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. Yoda, uh, if you're nasty. <laughs> so here we are alone again. Didn't think it come to be And to know it all began with just a little kiss. I've come too close to happiness. Those first two, I guess, verses, there's no real chorus. 
Right. Um, I mean, so those first two verses, I guess, I'm picturing that like she's she's the friend says that this guy's back in town. She's like, oh, I didn't, and she's like literally walking to her car. Yeah. And verse by verse, she is like driving to see him. <laughs> yes. She's putting like lipstick on in the like, <laughs> rearview mirror in the second verse. And saying all of this to herself. And then yeah. uh, she gets to his house and uh, he's like, hey, been a long time. She's like, so here we are alone again. Didn't yeah. think it'd come to this. Yep. <laughs> he said, I, I didn't invite you. Mm-hmm. Here, <laughs> you. But here you are. I told you Peggy. Are. Yeah. <laughs> Peggy said Anna. that she wouldn't tell you. I should have known. Peggy! <laughs> I didn't think it would come to this. Well, I caught you two-thirds in the way in my back window. Um, <laughs> so I also can safely say I was not expecting this. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, though, how we just happened to, to be here uh, in your kitchen. Uh, it's so weird. Um uh, and by the way, I got to say, you have some really nice screens. I could I could not get it off. <laughs> could not. Worked for nearly 20 minutes. Um, so uh, didn't think it would come to this. And to know it all began with just a little kiss. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So is this little kiss when they first met years ago or no. earlier? Uh- or is this at this moment? I think it's at this moment. I think it's at this moment. She's because here is the thing from the, from the, I'll never fall in love with you again to the, so here we are alone again. And then to the, and to know it all began with just a kiss. So much happened. Yeah. Clearly like (laughs) so much happened. She's leaving a lot out because I think it could, it could even just be like, she walks in. Oh, hi. Kiss on the cheek. Yeah. And then she's just like, uh, oh, Right. I literally just said I would never fall in love with you again. And yes. So it's here we go. Didn't, didn't think it'd come to this. She's at the front door. They have a little kiss and then they did it and they're postcoital. And she says, <laughs> and to know it all began with just a little kiss. Yeah. She cut out. This is the <laughs> this is the cut for network television version of this song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in between is uh, that's the way love goes. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like but, a moth to the to a flame burned by the fire. But I'll t- I'll say this to Janet: to know it all began with just a little kiss. That's how most of these things begin. How are you gonna you gonna skip the kissing? <laughs> just, that's that seems very uh, very particular. <laughs> but um, but that's how most of these things start. You know. Sure. Oh, and to know it all began with a kiss. Is that going to be your opening of your vows? It shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that part's fine. It's when you proceed to explain what happened the next 20 minutes that uh, not, <laughs> not appropriate for vows. I'm just going to say that's that. That's right. That's right. Uh, I learned that the hard way. I've come. <laughs> I've to come know it all began with just a little kiss. And then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Peggy. Um <laughs> You're so nosy. I've come too close to happiness to have it swept away. Don't think I can take the pain. Um, mm. Never fall again. But and I, that you know, never fall again, I think, is to herself. Yeah. She is just reminding herself. That's that's her but, internal dialogue. She's trying so hard to talk herself out of falling in love. So, I mean, it almost feels like she never, there was never any attempt to not see him. No, I don't think right? so. Right? 
It was just right. she was trying to not fall in love. Right. But otherwise, everything else was on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, you know what I wonder? Because I wonder... you know how you're not going to fall in love? Don't see him. Yeah. Well, how about that? No. Here's the thing. I wonder if this was a, always a casual thing, but it was more one-sided for her that she f- kept falling in love with him and kept sa- saying, like, she knew that this was a casual thing. But she kept on falling in love every time they did something. Every time they got together, she and she kept saying, "I'm not going to fall in love this time. We're, this is we're having fun. We're doing we're 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 be, we're having. <laughs> I'm trying to get around saying we're doing stuff. <laughs> sounds like they're teenagers, but they're yeah. you know they're they're having adult time. No, but they're sure. just being casual, having a casual relationship, but." Adult she time. It's like keeps... where they go to that thing where like everybody paints the same painting. Yes, that's and, right. And you know, they wine. just drink wine. Yeah, yeah it depends yeah. on how much wine you drink. But the um but maybe it's that. It's that she she keeps falling in love with him when really she wants to continue this casual relationship, but she can't help it. She can't help falling in love with him. Again. So maybe he was, I mean, he toyed with her heart. So it wasn't as casual as I, I said a, a minute ago. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he was, he did say that he loved her and then left. Um, I was, this, this part of the song is, yeah. I mean, Janet sings and acts the hell out of it. So like yeah. at this moment you realize like, oh yeah, she's also an actress. This is very good. Like, this part of the song is heartbreaking and amazing. There are, I think, multiple ways to interpret it. Okay. Like, she could be preemptively saying, like, don't say you love me. And she's like, he's like, I I wasn't gonna. I I didn't. I had no plans to do that. Right. And she's like, oh, 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 okay. But are you going to leave again? Yes, yes, I'm going to leave again. (laughs) Well, we don't live together, so of course I have to leave at some point. (laughs) Uh, what's the other way to interpret it, Michael? That he did, in fact, say previously before they broke up that they, they did, that he oh. did love her. I see. I, I got you. I do think he said he loved her at some point. I do not think he said that yet here in this time, only for the next couple of lines. And I do love this sort of struggle that she is having in her mind about whether or not she wants, not She's it's done, right? She's falling in love. That part is that that ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh it's Yeah, yeah, it's not about her anymore. Now it's now, about him. Yes, now it's about him. So the question is And it's a little bit about Peggy. Let's be it's, honest. I mean it's mostly about Peggy, but it's <laughs> her trying to wrestle with whether or not she wants to hear him say that she lo- that he loves her. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah. and cuz that's the end cuz then yeah, just so to that's get what I'm there. Saying. She says, she says, because I'm falling in love with you again. And then hold me, hold me. Don't ever let me go. Say it just one time. Say you love me. 
God knows I do love you again. So she's she's already in love, and she just needs him to say it, you know, or, to say or, it once to or, know that yeah. this isn't all for nothing again. Or so not this say. is it is preemptive. It's it's don't say it if you're gonna leave, but say it. Right. For her, I think it's I think it's the idea of which is worse, which is worse, him mm. saying it and then leaving, or him never saying it. Yeah. And leaving because he's probably going to leave either way. Yeah, he's back in town. He's not. Yeah. He didn't move back to town. I mean, he might have. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I think Peggy would have specified. <laughs> <laughs> I need more details, Peggy. How long will he be here? Did he I rent mean, an apartment or did he buy? Yeah. Um. I mean, I will, you know, Peggy, she's nosy, but she is thorough. And yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. She'll, well, she'll at the end of the day, she's a journalist, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah. that's that's the most important thing about her reporting this news to Janet. That's right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> she puts out a newsletter called My Friends Love Lives. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's her and Dr. Joyce Brothers do it together yeah, yeah. on Thursdays. <laughs> um, but I, I do love this ending of she she still has needs something to hold on to. And that thing to hold on to is whether or not he says he loves her. Right. Because yeah. God knows she loves him again. Yeah. I mean, she, as was even... evident by the name of the song. Right. <laughs> but well, it could I be mean... anything again, you yeah, know, yeah. seeing him again, hating him again, mm-hmm. breaking up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's most notable about this song uh, from other songs in this sort of genre and this and this um, premise is that, like we've been saying, she didn't even, she didn't even put up a fight. I mean, she didn't even try to to not like within almost immediately. She's like, no, nah, I'm back in love with him again. No, like, I will say no. I think that she did, but I think that it's sort of and it. I think she tried, but knew it was inevitable. Well, I that's think what that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, because I mean, you know, I was half kidding. But at the top, again, she doesn't say, I keep telling myself I have to be strong. What she says is, how can I be strong? Like, I don't yeah. even, I, I, I'm even asking how it's possible. Because right. I know the second I see you, I'm going to immediately fall back in love with you. So. Yeah, yeah. it's not, it's not even, I'm going to be strong. Yeah. The Gene Pitney song. Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but what what genre of songs would you put this in? Like, this isn't a breakup song. No, it's but it's not I think, a get back together song. I think it's well, an unrequited love song, maybe. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's sad, but it's, it's un- nice. I don't know if it's unrequited. I mean, I guess it's technically unrequited. I mean, unrequited usually means the other person, you know, uh, that's right. was There's... never with you or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the only the only song that comes to mind is like "Here You Come Again" by Dolly Parton, right? Mm. The like, I'm trying hard not to fall in love with you, and yet I, I'm here I go, perilous. To stop. Or, or the Tom Waits song, I hope that I don't fall in love with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> I, a bit literal, but sure. Yeah, it's a little on the nose, but that's fine. Um, all right. Anything else on this song? It's a great song. Great song. It's one Very of those sad. songs. Yeah, it's one of those songs that I, I mean, you know, it's Janet Jackson. She's very good. Uh, it's one of those songs I forgot about until I heard it again. Ah. Again. And I was like, yes, of course I know this song. The moment I heard the song, I remember the video. And then I looked at yes. the video 
And I was like, yes, I've, of course I've seen this video again and again and again and again. Right. I'll hold off because maybe we will talk about the video uh, in the second half. But, yeah, I mean, because, Michael, when you suggested the song, I was like, I don't, I don't think I know this song. It didn't sound familiar just from the title. And then I went to YouTube and looked up the song and the videos are playing and both the opening, like, you know, couple of chords and just like the first five seconds of the video, I was like, oh yeah, I know this. Right. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I saw this video 10,000 times yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I totally know this. So yeah. Um, yeah. The video I think is, is, you know, very, very memorable again, especially cause they're not really not doing much, but no. um it's just very striking. And uh, again, the guy has like these like hypno- hypnotic eyes, first mm-hmm. of all, that are crazy. And then second of all, there's a part where he's he's like rubbing her belly. That is uh, like the part with very... the, the there's the part with the little belly chain. That That's was the very, thing. Even when I watched it before, <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you- this is making me feel things that uh, maybe I'm not totally ready to reckon with. Yes, Michael. You know what? I, I think I think I figured out the the genre that this song falls under. Okay. What is it? Uh, songs that you listen to when you just want to have a good cry. Mm. Oh yeah. Sure. I mean, that's definitely up here. You know. It's like that's this and Adele on a on a loop, and you're you're good. <laughs> uh, Rainy Saturday afternoon. <laughs> sure. Uh, all right, let's talk about Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe! Well, I mean, I don't want to start with, you know, kind of the most uh, obvious ones. Yeah. But again, like we've already talked about, both taken on the run and how I'm mm-hmm. supposed to live without you. Are, is this the same friend? Is this the same GD nosy friend <laughs> going around <laughs> talking about all their all their friends' love life? Stay out of it, Peggy! For Christ's sake! Close down the Facebook group, they're Peggy. Two, they're, <laughs> they're two adults. Leave them alone. Um, but also, one... well, I was going to say, is he one of the boys? Because he's back in town. That's it. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, one, one friend that we never really talked about, uh, talking about other people's love lives, is mm. Andy. From the night the lights went out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. What? Well, it's not even so much. He does talk about, but it's also his love life because he tells Andy, <laughs> I slept with your wife. That's a little bit more hardcore than Peggy. I'm going to say well, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert, things don't end well for Andy. So. Right. No. Right. Is Andy the one who's killed? Yeah. Andy oh tells. I have to go, I gotta uh, go back and listen to that song. No, not little sister. No. Oh, right. But she kills the wife and Andy. Did she kill Andy, too? Ye- yes. Okay. I have to go back and listen. That song is so complicated. <laughs> I have to go back <laughs> and listen again. I can't remember. Um, all right. Well, anyway. Yeah. But just, well, in, just in general, just be aware around friends in the mm-hmm. um, story song <laughs> universe neighborhood because they cannot keep their traps shut. They're yeah, going to tell you somebody. To, if you happen to visit this universe someday- yeah. Um, you know, don't say anything to anybody. Actually, don't say anything, yeah, to anybody because they might hear it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard right. it from another who <laughs> yeah. just might be somebody, again, in a bank working yeah, with yeah. Peggy. Yeah. With a name like Peggy, she works in a bank. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, maybe maybe it's not a friend that she heard it from. Maybe it was a talkative taxi driver. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Driving her home. Yeah. From the rain. Mm. I just picked up this guy. Who? And then she was like, wait a minute. I know him. And so Janet doesn't drive to his house. She takes the taxi there. Mm, okay. See? Okay. Made that one work. I did. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> usually usually they're not uh, very strong. Yeah. Yeah. Or she, or he's like, uh, where are you headed, lady? And she's like, oh, I'm going to meet uh, my, my ex-boyfriend. I'm just really trying hard not to fall back in love with me. He's like, listen, lady, I got my own problems. Okay, I'm going to be a pilot. <laughs> I was, gonna, I was marrying this actress. It's been a real rough ride tonight. Yeah, I don't want to hear about your, your life story. Okay, lady? <laughs> no offense. Uh, She's like, I'm an actress. And he's like, get out of my, get out of my cab. Too many minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Janet Jackson and uh, Laura Branigan have a lot in common. Mm. Um, both trying, you know, or both unlucky in love, let's say. Um, kind, yeah, kind of different though, like a little bit different, but still, they mm. they have they do have a lot to talk about. They could they could have coffee together. Yeah, and that's true. Uh, you know. You think, um, I mean, we're calling her Janet just because Janet sings the song. I mean, it, sure. it's obviously a character she's playing. Could that character be Brenda? And could she be going, could Eddie be back in town? Maybe. Oh. Maybe they're going to have dinner at their favorite Italian restaurant. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that works. Maybe. That's true. I just want to say this. This is not a story song that we've covered. But could this possibly be... The other side of the story. Could this be uh, Janet's boyfriend's side of the story? When I say, it started out as a kiss. How did it end up like this? <laughs> it was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. <laughs> now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab. Oh, See what man. Saying? Yeah. So she's oh. calling Harry Chapin to come pick her up after <sighs> this happened. You know what I'm saying? After... After making out with the killers. Right. Man, so I'm just a, saying. That was a preemptive expanded universe. I'm yeah. just saying I think Mr. Brightside is in fact if you Janet's Listen, if we ever boyfriend. do if we ever do Mr. Brightside and you mm. don't loop this back to it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's gonna be like a hole in the time space continuum. <laughs> I we will do Mr. Brightside sometime and I'll only I'll only preface this by saying because it's not really a story song. Right. But I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> in Mr. Brightside. It makes literally no sense. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but we will have to go through it someday. I, I think I think about it like once a week. I think about the lyrics <laughs> of Mr. Brightside and what the hell is going on in that song. So Janet Janet leaves Mr. Brightside's house uh, and uh -huh. she calls right. Harry Chapin's cab. Uh-huh. And... It's, it's literally the only cab in town. Yeah, There's yeah. There's only one person to call. He's exhausted. <laughs> That's why he never got his pilot's license. He's, he's driving that cab 24-7. And it's raining, and she runs into into the cab, and uh, he says, oh, this is a nice house. Not half as nice as the house I just saw. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> and then he right. he drops her off, and um, she gives him like a $10 tip, and he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> You're only giving me a 200% tip? <laughs> My last year gave me twenty dollar tip. When she uh, ran away. Mm -hmm. And then when the guy leaves again, she just falls heavily back into the bar scene for the lost and the lonely. 
and yes. then just keeps buying those Pearl records yeah. over and over again. Yep. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's where she's going. She's going to Pearl's bar. Yep. At the end of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that actually worked, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> that was for you, Michael. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey there, I'm Jackie Clydesdale. And I'm Liz Walker. We started a podcast about singing together in the worst year possible. Choirs? Nope. Festivals? Nope. Can you even imagine doing a deep dive into karaoke right now? Oh my God, Jackie, I miss karaoke so much. So what are two sad singers going to do when there's no chorus to join in on? Well, we launched Choral Fixation. This year, under lockdown, we dissected protest songs, sea shanties, and how David Hasselhoff tore down the Berlin Wall with the power of song. And we talked to Choir, Choir, Choir. It's the ultimate sing-along. Now available on YouTube. We're exploring how music can make us feel safe, express our needs, and show us how to heal ourselves and our communities. Now, we aren't choir conductors, and we don't talk about singing techniques. We are the Back Row Sopranos, and we've got opinions about stuff. Music is a lifeline. So join me, Liz Walker. And me, Jackie Clydesdale, as we talk about all the ways that people love singing together and what matters next. And why we want you to join in. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? Michael. Yes. Please tell us the story of this story song. Well, Dan, uh, mm-hmm. Again by Janet Jackson was released as a single on October 12th, 1993. It was written by Janet Jackson, James Harris III, and Terry Lewis. Um, This was a huge hit for Miss Jackson. Um, After being on the charts for eight weeks, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart the week of December 11th, 1993. Um, Just to put that in perspective, as I love to do, Uh uh, this is the top five from that week. And... By the way, what a week. (laughs) Uh, Number one was Again. Uh, Number two was I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That by Meatloaf. 
Mm-hmm. Number three was All That She Wants by Ace of Base. Number four was Hero by Mariah Carey. And number five was Shoop by Salt and Peppa. Okay, mm. so if somebody from the future says, what was 1993 like? You say, <laughs> well, let me tell you what the Billboard top five were on December 11th. Sure. That'll yeah. tell you. Or if uh, they said, tell me about the greatest week in music history. Mm. Well, I mean, those sh- are f- five great Christmas songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. There, so. I mean, that is a strong, like, woman heavy. Yeah. Aside from Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a woman in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is her name? That's okay. We don't have to get into it. Um, <laughs> but that's a solid week. That's a solid week. Yeah. Yeah. The number two song was 13 minutes long. Um, yes. On the album, anyway. On the radio, it was two and a half. Um, and then, uh, again, stayed at number one for two weeks. Uh, it was replaced by Hero, which jumped from number three. Sorry, Ace mm. of Bass. Um, <laughs> Again, went to number four on the Billboard Adult Contemporary chart and number seven on the R&B hip hop chart. Uh, It was number two on uh, the RPM chart in Canada and number nine on the Adult Contemporary chart in Canada and went to number six in the UK. So this song was featured in uh, the 1993 film Poetic Justice, so you which guys Rachel remember, alluded to earlier. Remember, mm-hmm. remember when I made the joke? Remember? <laughs> it was <laughs> it was so subtle and so good. Um, the the film was written and directed by John Singleton and starred Janet Jackson, Tupac Shakur, and by the way, future Academy Award winner Regina King. Mm. Oh, Brenda Jenkins? <laughs> yes. From 227? Yep. Um, Regina King has always been cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the song was nominated for both an Academy Award and a Golden Globe for Best Original mm. Song. Um, so this song's a big deal. Uh, yeah. The other Academy Award nominees uh, in that category, this was 1994, were um, The Streets of Philadelphia from Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia from Philadelphia by yeah. Neil Young. Um, the oh. yards of Philadelphia. <laughs> we do not, but no, but we do not as a society talk enough about how there were two songs <laughs> on the movie Philadelphia that directly referenced the city of Philadelphia. Right. One by yeah. Bruce Springsteen, one by Neil Young. And yeah, yeah. It was weird. and it was like one of those things where like they gave both of them and be like let's see what they come back with and they came back and they were like oh, we got to use both of them it's too good they're both too good I can't cut one of these out and so yeah weird. and can I say this about the movie Philadelphia mm-hmm. was the biggest part of that film the city <laughs> I mean no but <laughs> I mean, the answer is no. I mean, what were you going to call it? Tom Hanks has AIDS? Like, that seems weird. <laughs> I guess weird. that's true. I, I guess that's true. it's kind of but... the best you got. But, yeah. Uh, go on, Michael. I'm sorry. That No, that's fine. Uh, the other nominees were uh, A Wink and a Smile from Sleepless in Seattle. This is a big year for Tom Hanks. Yeah. But, well, it was. I mean, it, was it was a big year for Tom Hanks. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but he pretty much owned the 90s. Yeah. And the other nominated song was called The Day I Fall in Love. Um from Academy Award nominated film <laughs> Beethoven's Second. Um, 
Now here's the oh thing. My here's, gosh. here's the other thing we do not talk enough about as a society. <laughs> Tom Hanks, amazing as that as that dog. Just yeah. like you, so you good. had no idea. Most people think that's a real dog. Yeah. No, that was Tom Hanks' third film that year. <laughs> that's knocked right. it out of the park. Incredible. That's guy. right. Incredible. So, to be clear, Bruce Spring- Springsteen and Neil Young were competing for an Academy Award. Right. With a song from Beethoven's Second. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Um, the other, which was sung by that dog. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, well, that's that was the impressive part about it. He's gonna pull down. <laughs> The tent at the wedding. I don't know. I've never seen the movie, but I assume that's gotta happen, right? Something like that has to happen. He runs through the fancy party. <laughs> and he's covered in mud. Child's grown in is so upset. <laughs> so again was also nominated for a Golden Globe and the nominees for Best Original Song in addition to again were again Streets of Philadelphia. Uh mm-hmm. Stay from Far away, so close. Uh, which what? was written by you two. Um, is that a movie? Far away, so close. Yes. Yeah. That's oh. made up. You made that up. I don't that. <laughs> uh, you made me the thief of your heart. Uh, also co-written by Bono. Uh, from In the Name of the Father, and also <laughs> that song from Beethoven's Second. <laughs> what is this song? Enough. How is this song not our this song? Is this song our national anthem now? How is this song? <laughs> From Beethoven second all over the place this year, and I've never heard of it. Uh, I will. Okay, so The Day I Fall in Love was written by Carol Bear Sager, James Ingram, and Cliff Magnus. So those are legit. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's it's a big deal. It just happens to be from Beethoven second, and it was performed by Dolly Parton and James Ingram. Okay, and got produced by you. David Foster. I'm gonna, I'm so gonna say that. I'm going to say this. If you take the words Beethoven second yes. out of it, everything about it makes sense. But it is from a movie about a big dog. <laughs> I will say this. Everybody involved in the making of that song at one point said, and this is going to be in that movie, that, <laughs> that sequel dog movie. We for, can- <laughs> with Charles Grodin and that big dog? Yeah, it is. Do you know? That's Charles Ingram. That's James, James Ingram and Dolly Parton. Do you not know that? Uh, yeah. Which uh, which of this year's important pictures are we writing this song for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one the one where the dog gets married and has puppies. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's what the movie poster's telling me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the tagline is the Newton family is going to the dogs. Yep. They already went to the dogs. Oh, I guess there's. Well, this is the second dogs. time. It's Beethoven's second. Right. Right, right. But now I see what they're saying. There's there's multiple dogs now. Because they already had a big dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they got two big dogs and... And then like the third puppies. one's going to be puppies, I'm sure. Oh, no. Is the puppies in the second one? Yeah, they got puppies. Oh, that's good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've spent 10 minutes talking about... <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Charles Grodin seems so annoyed in that movie. <laughs> he doesn't like that dog. Well, yeah. I mean, he, like, he loves the dog. But the dog drives him crazy. But then in the end, he loves the dog. Because he, f- he fell in love with it. According to Dolly Parton and James Ingram, he fell in love with the dog. He loves that dog. <laughs> Wait, was the song about Charles Grodin falling in love with the dog? That I don't know. Was crazy, or was it about it's... the dog falling in love with the other dog? I don't know. Oh, but... that's a good question. Yeah. But hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, can we talk Is about this Janet Academy Jackson Award now? nominated song <laughs> sung from the perspective of one of the two big dogs? Sure. I mean, probably. <laughs> 
what if what gosh. if that what if we watch the movie <laughs> and it's like a totally normal like dumb 90s comedy and then the two-thirds part all of a sudden the dog just starts singing a song about how it's falling in love that would be amazing yeah, I mean, Dolly sings it on the soundtrack, but in the movie right. itself, like she'll sing it over the end credits in yeah, the movie or, itself. Sure. Yeah, or, or I could say the dog just turns to the audience and goes, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Dolly Park. And she comes out <laughs> oh and does gosh. the song. I got to see this movie. I got to see this movie. No wonder it was nominated for a Golden Globe. Sounds awesome. And an Academy Award. Mm. And a Tony. The stage show was spectacular. <laughs> Uh, All right. Tommy Toon as as Charles Grodin, so good. <laughs> I love the idea. I just love so the idea. Good. I love the idea of the Broadway musical of just Beethoven second, not the first one. <laughs> they just adapt the second no. one for the stage. No. Um, well, I think the stage production would be like, what's that Disney movie about the dog? Yeah, who's clearly in a, a person in a dog suit? Mm-hmm. The Shaggy oh, DA. Oh, the Shaggy DA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. I All think right, the musical Michael. version would be like that. But underneath to... that, but in that dog suit, Michael yeah. Crawford, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. That dog <laughs> has the voice of an angel. <laughs> um, I think we have to move on, but as much as I've enjoyed this. I we had know. to move on five minutes ago, but yeah. <laughs> here we are. So anyway... Um... In addition, so it was in Poetic Justice, um, which was released in the summer of 1993. Mm-hmm. And then the song was included on uh, Janet Jackson's six-time multi-platinum Ooh. album, Janet, uh, mm-hmm. in 1993. And it was released as the third single. Um, the single, by the way, also went platinum with sales of one million. I don't, um, mean, to, I don't mean to derail us again, but something this just is about occur- dog. No, something just occurred to me. Okay. I am surprised that that music video does not include clips of the movie Poetic Justice. There are two versions of the music video. Oh, okay. Never mind. One does include the clips. Forget it. Forget it. (laughs) Because I just, you know, that was a big thing in the 90s was the the music video with the clips from the movie that it was from. Oh, yes. Um, And then like a slow, then like a slow fade into the singer singing. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah, and she and she's sitting on a chair, and the camera's dollying in super fast to her face. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah, makes sense. All right, go on, Michael. Um, so uh, Rolling Stone ranked the Janet album uh, number fifty-eight on their list of best albums of the nineteen nineties, saying it was yeah. her most musically ambitious record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. in their original nineteen ninety-three review, um, basically it equated you know, the Jackson family to like musical royalty and uh, said Janet was like the princess of the family. She was the youngest. Um, and they also said that while she was popular uh, and had an MTV friendly image, she was critically underrated. Uh, and they said, quote, Janet's complex sexual and diverse musical statements should win her critical respect along with pleasing her octillion fans. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what that, octillion means, but I otherwise I agree with that. First of all, that album is killer. Mm-hmm. It's got a an insanely iconic album cover. Like it's incredible. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a really really terrific album. 
I mean, would you say that this is the one? I mean, no, I guess this is after uh, Rhythm Nation. Yeah. So it's almost like a. Would you say this is almost like a like a reinvention a bit or a you know? There's a different there's a different feel to it than R- Rhythm Nation. Yeah. I yeah. Think. I mean, every album, I think it, there there was definitely a statement of independence in this album. Right. Um. You know, I think Rhythm Nation was, I don't want to say political, but it, it was, it did deal with like political uh-huh. issues. Um, and this was a little bit more about like her own personal growth and personal freedom. Right. It was much more. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. This is, um, that's the way love goes yeah. is on this, right? Yep. If is on this. If, yeah. I mean, come on. That um, song alone is just insanely good. And yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of feelings for with that song. By the way, I would Dan, say yeah. Octillion mm-hmm. uh, is uh, like uh, twenty-seven zeros. So like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, she that. literally just has like an octillion. So like, a, fans. she's like billions and billions. Got it. Of, of yeah, fans. I understand. Yeah, I think it's like a a million, like a billion. I don't know. Whatever. It's, Just, it's a big number. It's 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 you know what it is? It was Rolling Stone trying to be so smart. Um yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean I I I uh, she's criminally underrated. Um which is mm-hmm. amazing to say cuz she actually had a obviously a fantastic career and got, you know, many And still many, has. I mean, uh yes, but I'm saying like, you know, has many, you know, great reviews and millions of fans or octillion of fans or whatever. Um but I still think, you know, not surprisingly, but was still always compared um, to her brother, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. But, yeah. um, you know. Tito. I, it, <laughs> just couldn't get out of Tito's shadow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I mean, the the fact that she was able to be as popular and and as respected as she was while always being compared to Michael like just goes to show how incredibly talented she was that she was able right. to overcome that even though it did probably hold her back a little bit i i don't know if it held her back commercially or 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 anything or certainly not creatively but you know i just think that 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 is still always there but i mean you know the fact that she was able to overcome that at all is incredible like, yeah i don't think it held her back either commercially or creatively i think critically it might have because right. certainly cuz i mean at the time you know, she'd been doing this for a million years. Like, I mean, and and to be clear to anyone listening, like we're focusing on Janet Jackson, nineteen ninety three. Like, we're right. focusing on this song and through the lens of this album. Um, she's obviously still one of the biggest pop stars in the world. She's, right. you know, since nineteen ninety three is released, like however many albums. I think like seven more studio albums and other mm-hmm. albums. Uh, toured a million times. She was supposed to tour, I think, this year, and then, you know, things happened, and the world every imploded. tour was canceled. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Jen Jackson's still doing amazing, but we are looking at it through the perspective of, like, where she was in 1993. And especially that, like, at this point, she was, I think, like, 27, 28, but mm-hmm. she'd been doing this for okay. 25 years. And sure. her family had, like the Jackson five started in the sixties. So at this point, like the family had been around for a million years. She would have run into that 
if she was merely the sister of the guys from the Jackson. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it. You know what it, I, mean? I think that I think it also is. It also does come from that. It's also the longevity of the name Jackson, yeah. right? Yes. So it, that has that so. plays into it as well. So, and that she was the little sister. Like she, yeah, she I mean, was. She she did appearances with them, and she uh, you know she appeared on TV with them, and she was the little sister, and so yeah. it. You know, it took a lot for her to break out and become, I mean, obviously become her own incredible recording artist and person, actress, all these things. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what this album was kind of intended to do, whether consciously like going into it or like subconsciously or like kind of retroactively like right. like it, it sort of became that so in uh may 1993 review of the album the chicago tribune quotes her record company um that says the album punctuates the declaration of strength in the singer songwriter and producer boldly expresses on this moving collection of songs which explore love sensuality the power of sisterhood and her own evolving self-identity right she even said um i read Uh, This quote that was uh, from a USA Today article. Um, Certain people feel I'm just writing on my last name. That's why I just put my first name on Janet. So and the the album title is stylized Janet, period. Yeah. Maybe uh, you've never heard of Janet Jackson (laughs) and you might need this, but I I don't know what to tell you. Um, So Janet Jackson was born May 16th, 1966. She was the youngest of 10. So I I don't know if you guys knew she did have siblings or does have Mm -hmm. siblings. Um, Five of her brothers, Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, and Michael began performing as the Jackson Five in 1965, which by the way, is one year before she was born. Mm -hmm. Um, By 1968, when she was two, they were signed with Motown <laughs> Records. Their first single release with Motown was I Want You Back. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. went to number one in 1969, followed by ABC in 1970, The Love You Save in 1970, and I'll Be There in 1970, all of which went to number one. Yeah. Janet first started performing in the family's 1976 to 77 variety show called The Jacksons. Um and other TV roles followed, including recurring characters on Good Times, Different Strokes, and Fame. Uh, her as Penny on Good Times is going to make you cry and laugh <laughs> all the time, all the time. Yeah. She's so good. She's in love with J.J. Dynamite Walker. Ugh. So at around this time, she actually released two albums that didn't do well. In 1982, she released Janet Jackson, uh, which went to number 63, um, which isn't bad. And no. Dream Street in 1984, which went to number 147. But at that time, at that point, she would be she would have been really young at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, she's like 17. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. 1984. Her second album. She was 18, I guess. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, I think what we were saying earlier is, given the success of the rest of her family, right? Like her career could have been those albums mm-hmm. or or a series of albums that did that you know that like oh michael jackson's younger sister right. released these albums oh they're fine they're doing right. fine she, 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 she tried has a, a she good did career right. or or you know she she did these tv shows but like the probability of having 
one, a family of huge stars. I mean, all of the Jacksons were super famous yeah. or are super famous. Uh, one of which is the biggest star in the world. Marlon. For Janet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for Janet to, to have any sort of career is is not probable. Right. But to be one of the biggest pop stars in the world is is crazy and it's yeah. uh, i mean it's a testament to her talent um it's almost like you know like when when uh like when a runner puts like weights on them you know like right, <laughs> like she she had so, she had so many reasons why she should have failed and yet not only did she succeed but succeeded you know amazing yeah yeah like you know what i mean like she could i mean if she had come out with something that was like a B plus. Everyone been like, yeah, but it's not Michael. I mean, she's just, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. His coattails, and the fact that like it was so good, she was able to to overcome that. Yeah. is incredible. It's yeah. incredible. And not, I not to throw shade at the other eight Jacksons, but nobody else did it. There's Michael, and then there's Janet, and then there's everybody else. So, well, sorry. Jermaine. Jermaine had uh, sorry, Latoya, wherever you were, but <laughs> Jermaine had a, a pretty big career. He had. Um... I think a pretty big solo career and he did a bunch of duets, I think with Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Michael, it's not, but <laughs> it's he's not, not Michael Jackson but, but, or Janet. But Jackson. anybody, right. that's what I was going to say, but it's the, the funny thing is, is that, and it could be a generational thing. I mean, her, her brothers were already performing and she wasn't even born yet. And right. so it's a generational thing. But if you bring up the Jacksons, people are going to say Michael Janet and then kind of fizzle off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter the success they had because she became right. so huge. Well, because they're two of the biggest stars in the world. That's, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. that whatever happened prior, I mean, Michael Jackson was just, uh, just couldn't be, was uh, unstoppable. Um, sure. And so, but the other four of the Jackson five would think, well, man, this is, now it's my turn. Michael's going to go, then I'll go, <laughs> then Marlon. Then Jermaine, right? Like then Jackie. We're all gonna figure this out. But to have like and they to have like four of them not be as big in the overall culture of our society as Janet yeah. is incredible. Especially when she had two albums that weren't that successful when they yeah. orig their first their first single was number one and never yeah. stopped. Yeah. It's just, I mean, listen, obviously we could have like a whole podcast just about the the dynamics of the Jackson family, but there's a lot of things that go into that, right? Yeah. Early success versus working for the success and, and all of these things. But, you know, it's just fascinating. It's a fascinating dynamic with that family in so, 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 so many ways. So just to take us up to, you know, 1993, yeah. um, after her first two albums, which were did okay but weren't like hugely successful um in 1986 she began a very successful partnership with producers jimmy jam and terry lewis and released control um classic pop album um and oh by the way she became a global superstar uh rhythm nation 1814 followed in 1989 and then janet in 1993 the interesting thing about her beginning her partnership with 
Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis is it goes to, to me I think it goes to show you the power of producers as well the partnership of producer mm-hmm. and artist because who knows if she never had that partnership if she would have had the career that she had I'm not saying that she wasn't you know that she's not insanely talented or or savvy or whatever but there are so many there are so many stories like that where the where there's an artist that doesn't really have a handle on on where they want to go and then they work with a specific producer and their whole yeah. lives change and it really is the impetus to this insane insanely successful career and i i think that's what happened here obviously because those three albums are insanely good and solidified her position in you know uh in music history yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes no matter how good someone is, it's a uh, about finding the right collaborator right. that helps them. Especially from the perspective of a producer, they they bring out something in the artist. Yes, those dance songs like "Miss You Much." I mean, those are like pop perfection. Yeah, like there's yeah. literally nothing you could do to improve those songs. And and listen, um, it's incredible. Rhythm Nation. <sighs> If you don't like just bop your head to Rhythm Nation, <laughs> then you should go to a chiropractor because you clearly have something wrong with your neck. Because it is, that's uh, it's she's so good. Escapades also from that album. Mm. God, that's a great song for Rhythm Nation. You guys, Black Cat. Uh, Michael, you don't have to say that. It's such a good Listen, song. The Janet, the Janet album is really incredible. No, that's Rhythm Nation. No, Michael, what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Let Sorry. me finish a statement. I'm sorry. Now I feel Damn. like Janet to your Michael. <laughs> what I was going to say is the Janet album is incredible. The Rhythm Nation album is like almost perfection in music form. Like that's an album you you can listen to straight through without skipping yeah. a beat and just be loving every minute of it. Now I'm done. Agreed. Agree. Let's take a quick break. I'm just like, we could just talk about this forever, so I'm just going to stop it <laughs> yeah. awkwardly here and say, yeah. let's take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. I'm playing this jazzy salsa rhythm to talk to you about algorithms. The best way to help people find the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. All those five-star reviews cause Apple's algorithm to do something I don't understand, for reasons no one understands. But the result is more people listening to and enjoying the Story Song Podcast. And if you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Now, enough talk. Let's dance! All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? What can we take away from this song? Apply it to our lives to make our lives and the and the lives of the people around us just a little bit better. Rachel, yes. Let's start with you. What, what lesson did you learn from this song? Here's what I learned: Be careful of a Peggy. Mm. There's always a Peggy in your group. Beware of the Peggy. And I got news for you: If there isn't a Peggy in the group, you're mm. the Peggy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So be careful. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna, I, they're gonna stick their nose in other people's business. They're gonna tell other people's news. You know, 
I will say my lesson that I learned is um, time travel should only be used to make beautiful children. Right. And I think we can mm-hmm. we can all agree with sure, that. Sure, of right? course. I mean, it's super dangerous. Like Doc Brown taught us, like you don't want to make any paradoxes, but I think it's worth it just to see. Just take two super hot celebrities, force them in a room together, and just say, let's see what happens. Let's get nuts tonight, guys. Let's see what kind of babies <laughs> we can make. And the great thing, too, is when you have a time machine is you do that and then you just you just jump ahead nine months. You don't have to wait for the whole thing. Right. You just see what's what's going to be the end result. So uh, I mean, you could also use time travel to go to a dance. Sure. sure, eh, sure, sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in fairness, whatever. In fairness, I will say this. Michael J. Fox was my first crush and I think he is insanely adorable. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that worked out there as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made a very attractive Definitely. baby. <laughs> sounded weird I didn't mean I didn't mean for it to sound weird I just mean that Michael J. Fox right. is adorable anyway yeah, yeah. Michael save us <laughs> Michael what last did you learn um, I learned uh, that there are a lot of really sad songs out there and um, a lot of really uh important movies sure um (laughs) sure so maybe don't write a sad song write a song that's kind of up deep upbeat and uh about a big dog sure and you might just get yourself an academy award nomination (laughs) that's right that's right that's how you stick out from the crowd yeah yeah people walk out they say that's that movie was terrible but that song broke my heart it was beautiful. Or it was or a it was good, a good song, song, but God, that movie was great. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say one thing before we go. Okay. Charles Grodin is not in the third Beethoven movie. <laughs> okay. Do, do you guys want to guess who replaces Charles Grodin in the third Beethoven movie, which is about them going on a road trip? And I know this because the tagline is, buckle up, Beethoven is taking a road trip. So... <laughs> Not a lot of not a lot of uh, questions <laughs> to what the plot of the it's movie not is. Chevy Chase, is it? No, no, not not in the late nineties. He was still oh, that's sort true. of on top of that's the world. True. No, no, uh, Mr. Judge Reinhold has stepped <gasps> into into the shoes oh. of Charles Grodin uh, to be annoyed by a giant dog. Um, <laughs> and uh, the song from this one won the Academy Award. So good job, <laughs> good. It's third. Um, yeah. So I think Wait, it also I, won Best Picture that year. You're not serious not about true. that, are you? Not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to flee the country. <laughs> no, 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 no. The 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 songwriters were given the the Medal of Freedom, um, but otherwise, no, did not was not did not win an Academy Award. It was uh, the third film from the Academy Award nominated <laughs> franchise, uh, sure. Beethoven. <laughs> true statement, guys. It guys the third this, in the trilogy this has been our beethoven podcast thank you so much <laughs> for listening to it um if you could do us a favor and follow us on the socials like facebook twitter and instagram we'd certainly appreciate it and if you could leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you got your podcast uh we'd appreciate that as well tell your friends about the show have them follow it um and we're all gonna have a good time uh talking about the beethoven movies uh i'm dan mcinerney i'm rachel oaks and i'm michael gazelle We'll talk to you guys next time, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song This is uh, Janet uh, falling in love uh, with her ex-boyfriend while they visit every ballpark in America. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.